0: Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. You see, because the truth is, there's a majority of the church who still believes that, well, I'm righteous when I do right. Well, no, you see, that's missing the point. (laughs) You see, and perhaps they don't understand this legal right, and so they think, well, it wouldn't be right if God were to call me righteous, even though I didn't do right. Well, hold on. You see, he he calls you righteous, not because of anything that you have done, praise God, but because of... Glory to God because of the one in whom you have uh, believed, you see. Once you believe on the Lord Jesus, I want you to understand, now God is able to, to see you righteous. Why? Because the very moment that you believe on Jesus, the Bible says you have become one spirit with him, you see. And so you've been joined unto him in the spirit. That's the spiritual aspect of your salvation. The legal aspect is that Jesus has purchased your legal authority to receive eternal life. And so the very moment that you are in Christ, you see you're in Christ. And so and so God now sees you in Christ. Remember I showed you this example last week. In fact, I'll show it to you again. Because you see in scripture in the New Testament where it says in Christ. You see you see it all over the place that phrase in Christ or in him. I'm going to give you a visual example once again to illustrate this. I got this index card here once again. got a little index card here with some scriptures. I got a notebook, index card, notebook. Now, for our illustration purposes, this index card is you. Is yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you right here. <laughs> Praise God. And this notebook is, is Christ, okay? And now the Bible says you're in Christ. Now, watch this. I'm going to take this index card, and I'm going to put it in the notebook. Index card is in the notebook. I'm closing the notebook. What happened to the index card, guys? Do you see the index card? No, all you see is is the notebook, right? Well, the index card is still there. You see, you being in Christ means you're still you, but you see you're in Christ. And so, watch this. You look at this notebook and, and, and all you see is the notebook. Index card is in the notebook. And so that's exactly what happens in the spiritual realm When God looks at you, you see, when you are in Christ, I want you to understand God is not seeing you in yourself glory to God. No, God is seeing you in Christ. And so when God looks at you, what he sees is Christ in you and you in Christ. You see, the the Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. You see, you being sealed with the Holy Ghost means none of the good can get out, none of the bad can get in. You see, sealed, just like this notebook is closed. The index card, in a sense, is sealed in there. (laughs) You see, and now watch this, guys. I move the notebook around, well how many know that whatever I'm now doing to this notebook, I'm also doing it to the index card, who is in the notebook. You see, I can drop the notebook, I just drop the notebook. The moment I drop the notebook, I drop the index card. And so whatever is true of this notebook is true of the index card, because the index card is in the notebook, glory to God, you see, I want you to understand, no matter what your behavior may be like. You see, um, <clears throat> this is where people miss it. You see, I, I said earlier, religion has us all worked up in our behavior. You see, religion will say, well, this person isn't acting right. Well, they can't be right with God. But you see, God is not looking at your behavior. God is looking at you. He's looking at the index card in this notebook. All he sees is the notebook. He's looking at you in Christ. Glory to God. That means when he sees you, all he sees is Christ in you. When he sees you, he sees righteousness in you. He sees uh, his Son in you. He sees everything that is true of Jesus being true of you. You see, it is for this reason, guys, that the Bible can say in, the bu- in, in uh, 1 John 4, I believe it's verse 17, he says, as he is, so are we in this world. In this world not in the world to come in this world another error that oftentimes is being taught is is that a person might say well Alex I believe all of that but you see that's all talking about in heaven when we get to heaven and so it's talking about a future state we're going to be righteous when we get to heaven no (laughs) friend may I tell you that you serve a right-now God. Glory to God. May I tell you uh, that God is, is doing what he does. He's doing it right now, you see. Glory to God. The very moment you got into Christ, the new creation came alive on the inside of you. And, 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 and he can see that because he, if, if it was in heaven, he wouldn't have said, in this world. He says, as he is, so are we in this world. In this world. Now, obviously, that's not talking about your behavior. You know, uh, you got to be deceived to think that that's talking about a person's behavior. That's the other end of the, the spectrum. You see, you got these two extremes in the body of Christ where a person either thinks that they can never measure up to the standard, or you got a deceived person, a religious person. You know, that's a person who thinks, well, they're perfect. <laughs> they don't sin anymore. And so now they can sit in judgment of other people who are still sinning, you see. That's an extreme guys, and do you know any time you got extreme, you got error? Do you know that the truth will always be found in the proper balance of things? And so a person who thinks that they're perfect, well, (laughs) you see, that's what the law was given for, guys. You see, God gave us the law, or he gave the law to Israel because he knew that without the law, people wouldn't recognize their need for him. You see, when a person thinks they're already perfect, they're not going to recognize that they need God. (laughs) But you see, everybody still needs Him. You see, someone says, well, Alex, I keep the Ten Commandments perfectly. Well, friend, the law is not just the Ten Commandments. The law is 613 commandments that were given under that dispensation and you don't even know 613 commandments, I, I, I dare you, <laughs> I don't care who you are, I dare you to list all of the 613. You're probably gonna forget a few of them because you don't know them, you see. And, and, and I want you to understand this too. In fact, Lord, do you want me to look at that? Yeah, okay, glory to God. Look at uh, James chapter, chapter two, verse 10. James chapter two, verse 10. Because sometimes here's the issue when it comes to performing under the law and this performance-based mentality is that sometimes people will think that the law of Moses is is proportional blessings. And so in other words, a person may think, well, yeah, pastor, I I know I'm not perfectly keeping the law. (laughs) I just cussed a guy out in traffic this morning. so I'm not perfectly keeping the law. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not condoning, cussing people out or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you know you're not keeping the law perfectly because you struggle with your temper. Uh, you were rude to the waitress at the restaurant the other day. You know you're not measuring up to the standard of perfection. But you see, a lot of people think that the law is proportional blessings. And so you think, well, if I do 90% of the law, I'll get 90% of the blessings. But that's not how it works you see I want you to understand why the law of Moses is is a curse it's not a blessing God gave that law literally guys this is gonna be radical he gave the law to empower them to, to empower Israel to fail guys the law is empowering you to fail the law is God setting you up to fail well why because when you fail you recognize glory to God I need a savior I need a savior <laughs> I need some help here you know uh, that's what the law does and so the law I want you to understand is not proportional blessing no the law is you do 100% of the law you get 100% of the blessings Or well, you do 99% of the law you get 0% of the blessings and you get a hundred percent of the curse. You see, I want you to understand that that's how, how that is how that is set up. Look at this here in James chapter two, verse ten. Some people are like, "Oh, I don't know about that." Well, well, let's look at what the scripture says. Remember, this is not about what I say. This is about what does the Bible say? Look what he says here. He says in, in James two twenty excuse me two ten. He says, "For whosoever shall keep the whole law, law of Moses." And yet offend in one point he is guilty of all he is guilty of all look at verse 11 in fact he says uh, in verse 11 for he that saith do not commit adultery said also do not kill now if thou commit no adultery yet if thou kill thou art become a transgressor transgressor of the law you see And so I want you to see this, guys, that there's not a single person in the world who can keep the law. The only man who was able to keep that law, praise God, was Jesus. You see? And so your righteousness doesn't come from you trying to perform by the law. Your righteousness comes by you believing on Jesus. Believe on the one who was able to keep that law praise god are you guys seeing this are you guys listening to me praise god you see a guy this is you know when, when people don't understand this they'll, they'll start to classify sins they'll be like well uh you know i lied but at least i didn't commit adultery he, they, uh, but i want you to understand you see god again is perfect his standard is perfection and so there's no sin categories, I want you to understand. Sin is sin, you see. Sin is sin. And, and, and you may think, well, lying is, is, is a two, but adultery is, is like a category ten. That's not how it works. You see, sin is sin. And so, and so anytime you miss the standard of perfection, you come short of the law. But here's the thing, guys. Once you understand that what makes you righteous is not you performing under the law? Glory to God, what makes you righteous is your faith in Jesus. Glory to God, the moment you understand that, now, what happens is now you're, you're delivered from that guilt and that condemnation and that shame that came from never being able to keep the law. You see, as long as you, you're, you're still trying to keep the law, you're operating in the curse because you're keeping yourself in this condemnation. It's a lot of condemnation-based religion out there, guys. But you see, the moment you put your faith in Jesus, oh, what Jesus has done for me was enough. Glory to God, I'm righteous because of my faith in a Jesus. <laughs> what that does is, guys, it lifts the burden. It lifts the burden. And when that burden is lifted, that's when you become free from the curse. And now it's just a matter of you believing right. I believe I'm the righteousness of God. I believe the blessing is already available. See, I don't have to perform and beg God to do something. No, my life as a believer is, Lord, I'm available to what you've already done. I'm available to see your goodness in my life. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm available to see the favor of God in my life. Say something good is getting ready to happen in my life. Something good is getting ready to happen. If you're with someone, turn to them and say, Something good is getting ready to happen. Something good is getting ready to happen. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, look at, uh, I want to look at this. Thank you, Lord. Look at uh, St. John chapter 6, verse 28. St. John chapter 6, verse 28. I believe the Lord would. Have us see this. Praise God. Look at Saint John chapter six, verse uh, verse twenty eight. Let's look at it. Uh, yeah, let's look at it in the uh, King James. Uh, six twenty eight says this here. He he says uh, he, they, he says then said they unto him speaking to Jesus. He said, "What shall we do that we might work the works of a God?" Okay so what they were asking guys is they were asking what do we have to do to work the works of God to 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 do what God would have us do to be right with him you see they 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 were catching on to this fact that uh, Jesus was not really telling them to keep the law the way they had been taught to keep the law and so they're like okay well well, what do we have to do to work the works of god i love verse 29 verse 29 says jesus answered and said unto them this is the work of god (laughs) glory to god that you believe on him whom he hath sent glory to god (laughs) i want you to notice that they said what what do we have to do to work the works of god plural Jesus answered, he said, no, no, guys, you see, I'm taking this all down from, from works, I'm taking it down to, to one singular thing that you gotta do. He said, this is the work of God, singular, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Glory to God. What do you have to do to be pleasing to God? Believe on the one whom he hath sent. Believe on Jesus. You see, that's working the works of God. That's what it means, thank you, Lord, to to, to be obedient to the faith, you see. Obedience in this new covenant, guys, is not performance. Obedience in this new covenant is faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. Working the work of God, faith in Jesus. You see, praise God. You believing on him is what makes you right with God. God. Look at uh, Romans five seventeen again. I'm going to speed this up a little bit to to make sure I can get all of this in. Romans five seventeen and then Romans ten four. Romans five 10, seventeen and then Romans ten four. Everybody say out loud once again: I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You see, there's a there's a it's something that goes against what we what we're taught to believe that we can be righteous without doing right. Praise God. And I said last week, righteousness is, is the very foundation for living the successful Christian life. As, unless a person believes that they're okay with God, they're never going to be able to, um, to fully receive everything that Jesus has, has purchased uh, for them. And so I want you to really have this security that you are righteous in the eyes of God. That Jesus has become your righteousness. Amen. Look at what he says here. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, speaking of Adam, much more they which receive abundance of grace, glory to God, and of the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. He says, they shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Two things. Notice, abundance of grace There's no shortage of grace. So no matter how how badly you may have messed up in the past, you see, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace did much more abound. Glory to God. That is literally saying that grace did a superabound, guys. You see, the superabounding grace of God is more than enough to wash away your past mistakes. And notice he says, the gift of righteousness You see, righteousness is a gift. It being a gift means that you can't work for it. You see, the moment that you did something to to be right, (laughs) glory to God, (laughs) well, it would no longer be a gift, you see. It would be something that you did. (laughs) I want you to understand that every religion in the world, guys, requires you to do something to be right with God is a glory to God, Jesus. Is the only one, because Jesus is the only one who can say, believe on me. This is the work of God, believe on me. Jesus is the only one who can say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Jesus is the only one who can say, I give you the gift of righteousness. You see, Buddha can't do that. I want you to understand, uh, Mohammed can't do that. You see, the universe can't do that. You see, uh, worshiping the universe is like, no, no, guys, you know, like I said before, the universe is the creation Let's not get it mixed up, you see. The universe is the creation. God, praise God, is the creator, (laughs) you see. You worship the creator, not the creation, you see. We put our trust in the creator, not in the creation, you see. Now he's the only one who can give you the gift of righteousness, you see. No matter what you do, no matter how you twist it and turn it, every other alternative requires you to work to be right with God, to work your way into salvation. Someone says, well, I believe in enlightenment. Well, guys, you know, that is totally works-based because you gotta work your way into that, you know. Well, what if you didn't become enlightened enough? You know, you didn't rise high enough. Well, you know, then you missed it, you see. You see, you see, I want you to really see Jesus is the only one who can give you the gift of righteousness. Look at Romans 10 verse 4. So look at Romans 10 4 and then 1 Corinthians 1:30, and Romans 4.8 and, and some other stuff. Praise God. <laughs> uh, Romans 10 4 says says this. And if you're there, let's let's read verse 4 out loud together. I want you to really I want you to hear yourself say this. Romans 10 4 ready read. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. And so he says, Christ is the end of the law for the purpose of righteousness. Christ is the end of performance and self-effort for the purpose of righteousness. Christ is the end of performance-based religion for the purpose of righteousness. And he says, To everyone that believeth you see and so how does this apply in a person's life you got to believe you see it's already available but you got to believe you got to believe you got to believe look at first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 first corinthians chapter 1 verse 30 and what gives you confidence in this guys and what keeps a person thank you lord from from operating in pride is you see this is the other thing any time that a person thinks that they're working their way into right standing with God, or praise God that a person thinks they're quote enlightened, I want you to know there's some pride involved there, <laughs> because that's just the nature of the game. Any time you think that you did this, that it's you who did this, <laughs> you know, first of all, what you're doing is you're you're setting yourself apart from everybody else. You know, again, it's, it's the people who think they can judge others who are in sin because they think they're not sinning anymore, and so there's there's pride that comes as a result of that. And what I want you to see is the way that you don't operate in pride is, is by you understanding, yeah, you're righteous, but glory to God, you're not righteous in yourself. Remember, you're in Christ. It's the index card in the notebook, right? And so, and so He has become your righteousness. Jesus, praise God, has become your righteousness. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.30. He says, but of him, another translation here says, but of his doing. It's not of your own doing. You didn't work your way into Christ. He says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus. That's the index card in the notebook, right? He says, you're in Christ Jesus, and watch this, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption guys you say jesus is your wisdom Is your righteousness your sanctification your redemption everybody say this out loud say jesus is my wisdom say jesus is my righteousness say jesus is my sanctification glory to god and jesus is my redemption Hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision Partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.